best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money too. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us. Info at businesschef.org. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Business Chef Podcast with me, Chef Sean Boucher. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for learning a little bit about what it is that we do in food service to make food and make money. We have, of course, another great show for you today. We have our good friend Becky Schilling stopping by in today who knows a lot about publishing and a lot about promotion and is the editor-in-chief of some pretty prominent food service publications. And so I think that you're going to get a lot out of hearing what she has to tell you today and a lot about her journey into this world. Um, But, you know, before we jump into it, just want to say thank you to you for, for joining and listening. And without further ado, let's just jump right in and listen and hear a little bit about Becky. Sure. So I came to this industry through a journalism background. So I have an undergraduate degree in journalism from Texas A&M and then a master's from Northwestern. And I never really, to be quite honest, knew much about this industry at all, the non-commercial on-site food service industry. And I moved uh, from Chicago to New York and started applying for magazine jobs because New York was the mecca of all places to work in media. Started applying for different jobs, and the job that I uh, landed at was as an assistant editor at Food Service Director Magazine. And uh, I remember kind of going in, didn't really know much about the industry, and my first uh, beats, which are kind of the areas that we cover, was K-12 food service and healthcare food service. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, you got your foot in the door, there's how much could you possibly write about school food and hospital food, and that was 12, 13 years ago. So it's uh, definitely progressed since then. You definitely have some great qualifications, and I think it's funny how a lot of times we feel like the path that we're on is going to be the path that we, you know, stay on forever, or or the path that we're on, we think, well, this is only for a couple of years, and we just never, never really know. That's why it's important to kind of give your all to everything that you do all the time. So talk a little bit about the food service publishing side of things, because Obviously, in your role, you you see a lot of different things. You hear a lot of different things. You've got kind of a niche that you focus on. Talk about food service publishing and and just the genre and and the niche that you're in. Sure. So I have almost two different roles right now. So my main role and the role that you probably know me best for as as the editor-in-chief of Food Management Magazine. And food management covers the non-commercial on-site industry, um, K-12 food service, healthcare food service, CNU, and BNI. Um, also in our portfolio, which is at Informa Restaurant and Food Group, we have three other brands. Um, so that would be Nation's Restaurant News, which covers the uh, chain uh, restaurants. 
Then we have Restaurant Hospitality, which covers the independent restaurants, and Supermarket News, which, as the name implies, covers the food, retail, and supermarket grocery industry. And uh, so my other role is as Director of Content Strategy and Optimization, which is a lot of words and a lot of jargon, but what it essentially means is that a lot of media is moving into digital properties, and um, a lot of the audience is moving into that direction as well. And so what my role is, is really kind of finding the best ways to share our stories and our content with our audience online, um, optimizing the content so that we can share it with the best way with our readers, gaining new readers, and and gaining new ways to um, meet the different advertiser needs that we have out there. So those are kind of the two different areas that we have um, that I look at. And then the other part of your question was food service media. And it is very interesting because all of media is seeing a, a big shift in, in what's happening. Um, and it's not just B2B publishing, which is what I'm in, consumer publishing as well. Uh, there's a lot of consolidation of what's happening. So a lot of people are being um, asked to do different t- types of things with their jobs. So whether that be um, it used to be that you had one brand that you focused on, and that was your one sole thing. And now across publishing, in many areas, they're bringing a lot of things together under umbrellas. So whether that's a health and wellness field or a food field or a business. Uh, so a lot of people are working across different publications, and that's something that we're doing here as well um, that you can see with uh, the second part of my role is the uh, online digital strategy and optimization so uh, that that's kind of a little bit of what's happening in the media side of things. Digital media, I tell you, it's interesting because, you know, we look at food service, um, it kind of as a whole, but generally we segment it up, you know, into, you know, for example, all the different publications you have focus on different segments of the industry. But really, at the end of the day, there's a lot of synergies that can be gained, Um by, by essentially cross-utilizing or re, re-utilizing uh, some of the same content on different platforms because, you know, obviously uh, in some ways what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Where grocery stores can learn from hospitals, hospitals can learn from hotels, you know, etc., um, no, it, it's because if you think about it, it's the same consumer. So, and I'm I'm speaking now to the consumer of the food service. So, the same person who's shopping in a grocery store is eating in a restaurant. Could be eating at one of the uh, locations in a non non commercial segment. So they're looking for some consistency across the board because if I can get X at a supermarket, why can't I get something comparable somewhere else? And so it's it's really interesting that as that consumer and the blurring of the lines, which is kind of an overused seg- uh, phrase, but it really is true, there's a blurring of the lines between all the different food service a- avenues. So we've started kind of blurring of the lines of the food service media as well because it really does cross over so much. Yes, yes. There's a lot of a lot of great synergies that you know, for example, part of the reason that we do this podcast is to really give people the opportunity to see some of the other things that are out there that you know, some of the things that are working in one segment definitely could work in another segment. And uh I I want to I kind of want to switch gears here for a second and and ask you something that I think is very 
um, applicable to most of our listeners because I think most of our listeners out there would agree that there is value in being able to be recognized in whether in publications or digital media or whatnot. You know, it's just a form of marketing and 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 it helps to have the word get out there on your establishment or your products, whatever it might be. So what is it that you look for when somebody pitches you a story or somebody, you know, sends you a request and says, hey, you know, can you feature this? What are you, what are you looking for? Because I think a lot of people would get a lot of value out of knowing what it is you're looking for. Yeah, so the word is new. So anytime that you come to us and you say we're doing something new, that's that's our ears prick up at that. That's something that really kind of piques our attention uh, because we're always looking for new things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be this is something that started yesterday because we want to be able to show that this is a proven um program or uh, it's had a little bit of time to to get some results behind it. But we really like to know what's happening that's new, whether that's a new uh, dining location, it's a new health and wellness program that you're doing, a new special event, anything that you can say the word new on, journalists will pick up on that in an instant. Um, anything with data or research behind it, because again, that really kind of puts that emphasis behind we're doing something and we can see that it's successful because X, Y, and Z, because we have some results that back it up. And if you think about kind of the world that we're in right now, there's so much data out there and people really gravitate to being able to have numbers to back things up. So anything that's new, anything that's data-driven, anything that's kind of interesting or a little quirky or a little bit different, uh, we love to do those kinds of stories because it's something that we haven't read before, uh, and that's something that can really get readers' attention. And then the other thing that I would say is that while we do get um, some people who come to us and say, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, we really don't get as many people in certain industries, particularly healthcare food service, who come to us and say, I'm doing X. Um, and one of the things that I found um, in working in this industry is that you'll just start talking to people and they say, oh, well, you know, we're really not doing anything that's worthy of coverage. And then in the next five minutes, they rattle off five things that they're doing that could be stories. And so a, a, I would sometimes tell certain people to market themselves, market their programs, um, really kind of speak out and use use your voice because uh, we're looking for these stories and sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And so, you know, send us an email, give us a call because uh, we really do want to share your stories and it's hard for us to know everything that's going on. You know, promotion is such a funny thing, I think, to to chefs and operators because a lot of times as as an operator, as a chef, somebody who is kind of in in the nuts and bolts of it, so to speak, they just, we don't gravitate towards self-promotion. A lot of times, I know a lot of chefs out there who really feel like self-promotion or who feel like, you know, the guys that go on the Food Network or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, they're just not just not hacking it. They're just not, you know, they're, they're inauthentic, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is, is we, we're always self-promoting. We're always promoting ourselves. Even when you're applying for a job, you are self-promoting because what do, what do companies do? What do individuals do? Well, 
a lot of times when you apply for a job, they will end up going on to your social media accounts. And I, I know because I've helped in a lot of hiring and I know that that's becoming a real hot button, especially for recruiters and for HR people that, you know, let's get a, let's get a look into what this personal life is for this person. And, uh, and so I think it's interesting to note that, that everything we're always self-promoting, whether we think we are or, or not. So, uh, on another note, kind of going along the lines of what uh, what you're talking about in your segment is, I think a lot of times most people don't think that what they're doing is either relevant or newsworthy, but the reality is, is that a lot of times our administrators and our people that maybe are above us that don't understand food, um, and I'm, I'm talking more about, you know, some of the institutional kind of food service things where maybe you're a hospital or maybe, you know, you're, you're in the business of food, but not really in the business of food. A lot of times those administrators want to do something. They just don't know what to do. And so if you can get published and you can have that third party validation, so to speak, and show it to them and say, Hey, look, we're being recognized by our peers. We are doing good things. It seems like a lot of times they're much more willing to throw some money at you. No, I mean, I think that that's a, a great point. I was speaking at a conference, the UMass Chefs Conference, and um, one of the speakers was actually the administrator um, of auxiliary services. Um, and, and he mentioned, you know, I'm kind of new to this position, new to this role, but, uh, you know, our dining services program received uh, an award recently. And he didn't realize it, but it was one of the awards that we had given out for our best concepts. And, uh, you know, it, those kinds of things are being taken notice by administrators. And so if, if you can have that little bit of cachet to show, uh, I think it can go a long way. And I'd say the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is uh, a lot of restaurants and restaurant groups have big marketing and PR firms behind them, and you don't need that. Uh, we just need someone who is knowledgeable, who can talk to us, and some photos. So it's really kind of an easy process. It, it's not something that has to be super um, thought out in, in the beginning um, because we can definitely work with what resources uh, the dining programs have. So for those of you out there who are listening to this and think, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what I'm doing. I'm going to get the word out there. Becky, what's the best way to get a hold of you and get content to you? The best way, honestly, is email. And that's just because we are on the road a lot where as everyone, it seems like we're in meetings all day long. Um, and so it's best if we have something in an email that we can just get and give a glance over. Um, and particularly for me, um, I don't do a whole lot of writing anymore because of the different aspects of my job. But if I get an email from someone who says, you know, here's what we're doing and it's a really cool new uh, food program, then that's something that I can send to Tara Fitzpatrick, who's my senior food editor. And knowing that it's really food focused, I would send it to her because she's my food editor. Um, so just knowing a little bit, it doesn't take a whole long email. Sometimes we get people who will write up an entire article and that's not something that we need because we want to do our own background and our own research and write their own story. So all we need is a couple of sentences that says what you're doing um, and then we can get that off to one of the writers who would be best for it and get going from there. It's really easy. 
awesome. So maybe we'll have to send you some of our own stuff. Yeah, definitely. And and it doesn't have to be a big company or organization or operation. Sometimes the smallest operations are doing the coolest things because they're nimble and they can do that. Well, I totally agree. I think we've all got a story to tell and uh, maybe a different chapter in our story um, at, at different points in our lives. So definitely take advantage of this. We'll have uh, the email address and Becky's email address in uh, the show notes and you can go ahead and uh, send her your stuff, get promoted, get out there and, and do some self-promotion. So final question for you, Becky, before we, we leave, obviously you deal with a lot of food service people. You're, you're in the trenches, so to speak, learning about what they're doing you see those who are successful and unsuccessful. So tell us some things that we can do to be successful, whether um, in our businesses or, or even personally. Mm. There's a couple. And I think a lot of them would go across any industry and any position that you're in. Uh, One I would say is find a, a, a champion and some people might think of that as a mentor, and that'd be great, but really find that champion inside of either your company or outside, uh, somebody that you can go to when you need advice, uh, that you can be really honest with and say, I'm facing X, Y, and Z, what would you suggest? Um, I've had that in my my personal um, growth, and it's been incredibly helpful to be able to have someone that I can go to whenever I need some advice. Uh, and the second thing I would say is is don't be afraid to fail because you're going to do things, whether this is professional or personal, but you'll do things and they just won't work. Uh, and that can be difficult and it can be really challenging and it can be hard to want to start something that maybe you know isn't going to work out in the end, but you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about your team members too um, whenever you work on a project that doesn't quite go as planned. So those are the two things that I would say. Well, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and, uh, and give us some things to think about. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Guys, I just cannot talk about this enough, but we are always promoting. We're promoting ourselves, our careers, who we are as individuals, our companies that we work with and we represent. And uh, it's important to get the word out and let people know what we're doing because even though it may not be super interesting to us, it's absolutely interesting to a lot of people out there. And uh, we we could be the catalyst. We could be the person that helps other individuals out there. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard from people about this show and, and how much it's helped them. To me, it's interesting, it's fun, it's something I like doing, but the reality of it is is we're, we're here to help and we're here to give you ideas on how you can make food and make money. Thanks for joining us again. Special thanks to Becky for joining us and uh, we will see you next week.
check us out at Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.